Oh, it's such a joy to be back. And uh, uh, this is why my message was only 15 minutes long, because I knew that I'd ad-lib a little bit. But the first time that I met Phil, um, he was actually a centurion in, in Easter play. And he had very long hair at that time. And he really looked the part of a Roman soldier. Oh, yeah, dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, dreadlocks. Uh, so we might dig out some pictures later on for Father's Day. Ha-ha. <laughs> so, yeah, it is such a joy to be back with you all. And, um, uh, well, you've just taken my introduction, so that's one minute off. Yeah, that's all good. So I'm back. Here I am. Um, so uh, in some of the um, countries that Ross and I have traveled to over the last 13 years, it's really important. And, I, and, and actually now that I'm back in New Zealand, I realize that biculturalism is also here as well, to know something about your story and who are you. So, um, so that's a great excuse to show off um, who I am. And so I'm a mom of two adult children, and um, I have four beautiful grandchildren who are... Um, five and one. So what a great excuse to be able to show off my grandies. <laughs> so yeah, we've got um, Sophie and Thomas, the little guy, belong together, and Levi on the end and Daisy belong together. So, um, and for those that know my kids, um, that's Sam and Tess's kids. And they've been very clever because we had a boy and a girl, and then our son had a daughter and a boy, and our daughter had a boy and a, and a daughter. So we've been very, very clever with that. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so they're pretty cute, eh? And, um, and then just as of Friday, um, quite out of unexpectedly, and we had not planned for this. In fact, we're renting a property that is pet-free, um, but through a long sort of story, we ended up having to adopt a little kitten, a fur baby. And our um, landlords kindly let us have her. Um, so, so now we are... Uh, mothers and fathers all over again. <laughs> so that is Chloe, and she's very adorable. And um, if you want to come and visit, you're more than welcome. She's very friendly and very snuggly, and she loves playing. So please send your kids over to entertain her. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, I'll move on to my message. This, um, the Bible is the most unique book of the major religions for its inclusion of women. There is a wealth of stories highlighting their faith, devotion, and heroism. The God of the Bible also established this order, that a mother is to be honored equally with the father. This was quite remarkable for these times. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. This is the first of the love others commandments and the list of 10, following on from the love God commandments given to Moses. This commandment is so important, it's reiterated 11 times in major portions of the Bible, four times in the Old Testament and seven times in the New Testament, with Jesus teaching on this recorded as five times. And while the honor and respect of our parents is so important in itself, both Exodus and Ephesians highlight that this will also reap blessing and reward for us as children. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And I can certainly testify that that's been my experience um, with parents who um, didn't know, didn't have a faith in God through most of their days, 
and yet I continued to honour them, even when they didn't want me to go to church. I honoured and respected them, and it's um, just turned out amazingly well. All kinds of mums are celebrated in the Bible, even though in this era, some of these stories were definitely countercultural and even shocking. The Bible tells it all, warts and all. Mothers who had to overcome the shame of infertility. If we can have the next slide. Oh, that should be clicking through one by one. Never mind. Um, <laughs> the shame of infertility. Hannah and Rachel. Abandonment. Hagar. Cast out by Abraham and Sarah. Learnt of the God who sees. Desperate mums. The widow at Zarephath. This is where I get to tell the story of my husband. <laughs> he said, keep it lively for the men. <laughs> My, mom, my husband has been an amazing mentor and taught me a lot about theology and um, has always helped me with just preparing my messages with a few fine points and so on. But last night he said, he said yep, that looks good. And then, oh no, you've spelt Zarephath wrong. <laughs> but I'd already emailed it to Phil. So this morning I came running in and said, Phil, Phil, there's a crisis. We have to change the spelling of Zarephath. I'll never hear about it when I go, at the end of it when I go home. So that is how you spell Zarephath. <laughs> okay. But she was desperate. She had already lost her husband. There was no one to provide for her. And now this prophet's coming along saying, can you give me some bread? This was the last of her flour and water, but she fed the prophet, and God provided for them all. And later, when her son was dying and died, she received back her son. So in a way, she was a grieving woman as well as desperate. And while she lost her husband, she received back her son, so she received hope. And then there were pregnant ladies. We had Rebecca, who had twins, and within her, they were jostling babies with two different callings and two different nations. And then we had Elizabeth, who was very old. Doesn't actually say how old she was, but she was very old. But she believed God. Her husband had doubted and couldn't speak until that moment that um, John the Baptist was born. But Elizabeth believed and she praised and proclaimed um, God's goodness and kindness and remembering her. And then the scandal of pregnancy out of wedlock. Of course, we all know Mary's story. She conceived Jesus by the Holy Spirit. But there are also some more ordinary mums. And I put that deliberately in apostrophes because really they're amazing. The mother of Rufus, Paul wrote, Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Perhaps your kids have grown up and moved on. Can you be a mother to someone else? Can you be a mother to a foreign student, an immigrant, a refugee, or just somebody who just needs a bit of TLC and some home-cooked meals? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How special for a mum or a couple to take someone in who just needs some mothering like that. And Eunice, Timothy's mum, and Lois, Timothy's grandma. 
I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. This nana and this mum were strong believers, and I'm sure they were fervent in their prayers for their son, Timothy, and also, no doubt, Paul. They were probably the prayer warriors behind Paul. So we just can't underestimate the power of prayer. Luke 8 gives a list of women who joined the disciples, some of whom were business managers and raised finance for Jesus' traveling ministry. I'm sure some of these women were also mothers. But above the love of our earthly mothers, God himself describes one of his characteristics as a mother. That is really outstanding. There's no other faith that would describe God as, a, as like a mother. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. And for those who have been rejected by their parents, though my, mother and f- my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. We know of a brother in this circumstance in North Africa. After rejecting the faith of his upbringing and receiving freedom in Christ, he was completely rejected by his family and his life threatened. He served time in prison just for believing in Jesus. Ross and I are his mum and dad now. And Jesus, God incarnate, also expressed this mother love. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. So I'd like to share with you a story about a young mother who became one of my closest friends in in Qatar. Mercy's from Ethiopia, and she works as a domestic cleaner. That's her there. And um, she put on a who knows where coffee comes from. (laughs) Well, you know now, it's uh, originated in Ethiopia. And um, I've loved traveling and finding different ways that people prepare their coffee. And uh, Mercy put on a couple of these traditional um, coffee parties at my house. And that was lots of fun. Boy, it is strong. (laughs) So I had to add milk. You wouldn't normally have it with milk, but you can see I've got a bit of a splash of milk in there. Um, But, oh, it's so good. Um, And um, unfortunately, we didn't have the traditional cups, but we just made do. So, yeah, she's just just a delight. So... um, Seeing her ad on the church notice board, we hired her to clean our house for a, few week, for a few hours a week because Doha dust is pervasive. I got to know Mercy's story. She had a broken marriage following neglect by her husband. Hence, Mercy sought work to walk a, work abroad to support her young daughter and mother. Her first jobs in the Middle East can essentially be described as trafficking. But she prayed earnestly and was able to escape each situation quite miraculously. Finally, she developed her own client base for cleaning and nanny work. It hasn't been easy at all during the pandemic with lockdowns and no people coming into the home. But she has persevered and seen God's provision. In our last year in Doha, we began to pray together more regularly for friends we were each sharing Jesus with from the other major faith. She led one of her clients to the Lord, 
who's now a secret believer. And she shared about Jesus with her regular Uber driver and his wife, who remain open to know more about Jesus, and several other women from the other faith, including praying for them and even anointing one sick lady with oil at that woman's request. We were able to source a number of Arabic Bibles, and that's a miracle story for another time, (laughs) for mercy to give out to each one. I'm amazed at how bold mercy is, because in fact, it's forbidden to share about um, Christianity to someone of the other faith in most of these countries. If accused, it could lead to imprisonment and deportation. While I too sought to share with my friends, my profession gave me some protection. And as time drew closer to leave, the announcement of the New Zealand border finally opening, (laughs) my resignation confirmed, my plane ticket booked, somehow there was a bit of extra boldness there. (laughs) And I too was able to give out some Arabic Bibles. But Mercy doesn't have that backup plan. If she was caught, she would go to prison without um, a hearing and languish there for who knows how long, it can be a year or even two years, and then finally put on a plane back to her country. She's a single mum who has a passionate love for Jesus and willing to share about him despite the risk and cost to her and her family. Mercy reminds me of another woman in the Bible who took a big risk. His story is in the book of Joshua. Rahab was on the fringe of society with a dubious reputation. You see, her trade was as an escort or prostitute. But she was not ignorant of history and recent events. Though her people followed other gods, she perceived that the God of Israel was the one true God. Her spiritual eyes were open. Can we have the video, please? It's far more interesting than how I'd tell it. So yeah, um, Rahab dared to switch sides, even though she must have known that to do so, would surely, she'd surely be convicted as a traitor and put to death. But she'd heard enough about the God of Israel to know that Yahweh was the true God. Hebrews um, describes what she did as faith. By faith, the prostitute Rahab because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what became of this prostitute? She settled with the Israelites, and she married Salmon. Who was their son? Do you know? Let's read one of those genealogies in the Gospels to find out. That's why they're there. (laughs) Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse fathered King David. And then we'll just skip a few generations there for the sake of time. And Jacob, Jacob fathered Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, who's called the Messiah. Hallelujah. Rahab mothered Boaz. She'd risked it all. But her life was completely turned around when she became a follower of the God of Israel. Furthermore, when you read the book of Ruth, Boaz was such a gentleman. 
an exemplary employer, compassionate and righteous. Surely his mother Rahab had helped to instill such values in him. So what can we glean from Rahab's story? The same grace that Rahab experienced is now available to you and me. It may require great courage and a step of faith or even perilous risk should believing go against your family or um, culture's traditions. But in doing so, Rahab and Salman's lineage lead us to the royal throne of King Jesus. How incredible. God has a huge heart for mothers. Whether they are mums with young families, praying grandmothers, businesswomen, he cares when they're going through tough times and when their lives are in a mess. He is the God who stepped into the messiness of this world. He is able to redeem each woman, comfort her, and make something beautiful of her life. That's what he's done for mercy. That's what he did for Rahab. That's what he's done for me and for most of you. And that's what he can do for your mother or father, your friend or neighbor. Will you take a risk and share about this Jesus? Can you share some comforting scriptures with a mum going through a tough time or a person who just needs a mum, a big sister, or a mentor? Maybe like Hagar, they will declare, he is the God who sees. Or like Rahab, the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Rahab only knew the power of God under the old covenant. We have something better, the love of God under the new covenant. When Jesus died for our sins with unconditional love on the cross. If Rahab had enough spiritual perception to follow God, you can follow Jesus too. Rahab received God's favor and an inheritance you could never have imagined. And mums, ladies, and gentlemen too, I know you will also. Happy Mother's Day.